Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar, reminding you all, including me, as we get back to living a little at a time. Follow all guidelines along the way. There's certainly many awesome things to do right here in Mississippi. Just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. Okay, buckle up. Because today, if we get through a sentence without laughing, it'll be the first. <laughs> I first met today's guest at my very first co-writing appointment back in 1991. Uh, if first impressions are important, let's just say we became very fast, dear, and close friends. A music publisher and, and a believer, most of all of people like me. Over his career, he's published hits from gold and platinum albums for many artists, including Randy Travis, our pals at Trick Pony, a Grammy nomination from that, Mindy McCready, Kenny Chesney, the late, great Daryl Singletary, and many more. But the thing that moved me the most was he was a hoop star as a kid. I mean, highly recruited by the late, great coach, Charlie Spoonhour, which he stiffed, and we're going to talk about that at, at, <laughs> in great detail. He would choose the music business following the footsteps of his dad. We all call him the great one, and yes, he is, in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, Craig Morse. Hey, brother. Good morning, Steve. How, and what do we have for breakfast this morning, Craig? Are you cooking gourmet? What do we got? You know what? I, I normally do, but... I've got a 17-year-old golden retriever that I'm rehabbing right now, and it's all about him. What's so, going on, man? I'm so, oh, wow, you're kidding. No. He owns me. That dog owns me. Well, yeah. I'll yeah, do I'm anything. Gonna, well, well, I'll tell you, uh, I remember the golden retriever, and I'm so sorry to hear about that. You know, we lost our waffles. Uh, oh, no. Uh, about, uh, it was tough, man. You know, he was a mean little dog. He was an 82-pound basset hound. You know, he had gotten big, and he, yeah. he wasn't ever heavy. He just was huge. But, I mean, you know, he sort of ran the house. And the funny thing is, you know, he would sleep with Strack. For our listeners out there, our oldest son, you'd come in there, and you'd yeah. see a bunch of hair look like Bob Dylan's <laughs> hair. And you see waffles. All you see is his head out of the thing. But Adrian-wise, they didn't get along, so I would go in the bedroom – and Adrian would be on the floor, and Waffles would be in the bed. <laughs> it's the oh, funniest thing back gosh. in the day. Well, I, I'll be well, thinking you know, about you. 
I appreciate that. Prayers are always welcome. I, you know, I uh, we don't think about when big dogs have problems and they can't walk. You know, if you've got a chihuahua or something, you can carry him outside. But I have carried this 80-pound dog more than once, and I have pulled him up and down stairs in a plastic sled. You know me. How <laughs> we'll yeah. find out how competitive I am here in a little bit, probably right. But I don't oh, even. Yeah. I realize now, Steve. I don't even like to lose that dog. What's wrong with me? Well, because you don't. Because you don't. I know that. Well, I'll tell you what. That's the competitive side I loved about you. And you were one of the first faces that I got to really see and know. And all the meals we shared together, uh, you were yeah. you were awful when it came to birthdays. Everybody knew there was a birthday when you, you know, we there were balloons behind you or something. If I recall, you, yeah. lo- you loved birthdays, right? That was you. I I absolutely do. My yeah. kids grew up knowing that, that that is your day. I figure that people can treat you like they want to the other 364, <laughs> that they better be right on that one special day. So my kids growing up, you know, it became almost like Mardi Gras. We had to finally draw the line and say, look, the birthday was like a week ago. We've got to stop this celebration. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. And, and speaking of that, let's, I want to go back to growing up. Okay, so, so for my folks to understand this, the first time I went out and played basketball, we, we'd play on Monday or Tuesday nights, I can't remember, and a lot of the business people playing and, and finding out who just got a cut. Uh, I remember Gordon Kennedy, just got, he just wrote Change the World and uh, got it cut by Eric Clapton. And Gordon, yeah, and Gordon was the one that had the key to the gym. You write yeah. a song like that, people yeah. give you keys to gymnasium. <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> You're exactly right. And our boy Mark Allen Springer, of course, never saw a shot he didn't love. But, but it was a, a heck of a day. So I remember you come out with me, and I remember leaving, and I was driving home, and I started to calculate in my head that over our two or three games that we played, full court, we were going at it pretty good, and I remember, I think it was like you went 17 for 17. You probably had about 15 <laughs> assists. You stole the ball from me. I was going like, did he have a perfect game? And he never told me he even played basketball. So then we start talking about it, but I get the article, where are they now, from your dad. And oh, it's talking about the North All-Star game, playing the South for the United States. So this is America. And you were on the team with Isaiah Thomas and Kiki Vanderway, and they said music business mogul uh, Craig Morris was the most valuable player. <laughs> and I went, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we, we just mentioned earlier about some interesting decisions, and, hey, some of those guys stayed focused. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, oh man. Wow. I, I, treasure, I treasure those memories. Um, you know, Growing up, all I thought about was after, after uh, I was naive enough to think it. Uh, I tried to tell people I was 5'8". Nobody ever believed it, and they shouldn't have. I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I always felt like after a collegiate career and maybe a brief opportunity at the next level that I would coach, you know? And yeah. somehow that transitioned instead into the music business, but... I have to say, and I know you know this from experience, because you're quite an athlete yourself. Now, your your, your sport, you had two, actually, in my opinion. I'm going to put basketball a little farther down the list with you, but golf? <laughs> not, not in the wind, you, you won't. <laughs> you could, I, I knew you were going to bring that up. I was trying desperately to transition and keep you from going there, but I'll let you have that today. I'll let you have that. We'll I did beat him one time. About. He had never lost in his entire life, and uh, we were playing. What were we playing? In, 
around the, the world. world. And it was windy. Had, it was. I had a perfect around the world record, was very proud of that, and how you coerced me into playing. <laughs> Next door, you mentioned earlier about being neighbors. On, yes, my, on my goal. On your home goal, home court advantage with the wind. And you know what? I always took a great deal of pride in, in <laughs> my shot and the arch and the backspin and how it was kind of soft around the rim. And then here you are shooting whatever that was. It was oh, like really? this <laughs> laser, no backspin, just arrows. It was a knockdown shot. Wind. Come on, man. The wind's it, blowing. you got to hit it low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, if I wasn't so competitive, what I should have done was acted like I'd pulled a hammy or something and that we had to resume on a different day. But yeah. I, I couldn't. And then it, it just happened. And to this day, Steve Azar, it's the only blemish on my record, I want you to know. And I can't. I still have twitches yeah, you do. on windy days. I yeah, can't get you past should. it. You should have them. We're talking you, to my you man. You wore me out. Craig you absolutely Morris. wore me out. And he's admitting it right now. I should have bought you a shirt or something. You know, but, but, you know but, what bothered me most? Well, what? What? You wouldn't play me again. <laughs> well, why? What are you talking? You know, it's the last memory. It's like playing a round of golf, and all of a sudden, at eighteen, you, you you played awful all day, and you make birdie, and that's all I want to remember. <laughs> you know, you know, our short memories. Look, you shot more than I did. So, uh, so the golf thing, we'll get it out of the way. For all my friends back there, I need you to let them know that I did win a lot of tournaments, and then I can get this over with. Because coming home, I've been getting pounded. I can't beat anybody. Oh. Yeah, some serious well, guys. Then down. I don't want. Then I don't want to be a part of any of those foursomes because you <laughs> used to pound me here. I, all I know is there was one day at the Great Hermitage Golf Course in in uh, well in Hermitage, Tennessee. What a great little course! Yeah. And I thought this might be the day. And then lo and behold, I believe it was uh, on. Was it was it seventeen? I'm sure it you was birdied. Late. Yeah, I'm sure that I yeah, was coming hard yeah. to be in there. Yeah, and and that little that little uh, I, I guess maybe it was maybe it was 16 because then I think there was that short par three. Yeah, and then that that interesting sand trap everywhere par four to finish, <laughs> and you just you got me again. And I don't, you know what? I don't even know if I play. Uh, I haven't played Steve in probably six years. We're probably so, we're probably pretty equal now. <laughs> I, you it's know what, I hey, I need a bag. You gave me the you gave me the wild. I'll send you a new bag. bag. I got plenty of bags on a course. So I I know that you have a plethora of them in the closet. And my clubs are sitting in the closet without a without a home. I'm sending so. you a bag, and then we're gonna play again. I did play good the other day, which was good, and and I made a good comeback. I would so it was I would be thrilled to play with you, but on on uh, under one pre. Uh, condition and that is that you uh we play around the world one more time on a neutral <laughs> you got on it. a neutral court <laughs> <You got it. laughs> our, our uh, goal's missing the rim outside so <laughs> so so what's that tell you we're with craig morris my man we have as you can tell have ventured off into who knows where uh we're going to get talking about music and i want to talk about a little bit more about his relationship with coach charlie spoonhour the late great the greatest one of the greatest men we ever met you're in the keep mississippi beautiful studio go to visit mississippi.org to find out your next road trip it's right here you can social distance and help have a whole lot of fun we'll be right back
In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Azar, you're rolling down a Mississippi Minute. I'm with my pal in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio, Craig Morse. Uh, one of the best friends I've ever made in my entire life. And definitely in Music City, I needed him for those 20 years to keep my mind straight. Uh, keep me positive and believing. That's what he always made me feel like, that I could conquer the world, and I owe him so much. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out so much that you can do right here in our great state. Craig knows all about it as well. Craig, let's get talking to real quick about our great Spoonie. And I want you to all just, right. let's briefly talk about your high school career, and your dad goes to Nashville. And you wanted to be with your dad. You explained a lot of this. You were in Missouri, right? Correct? Playing hoops or Illinois? In Missouri. Okay. I grew up in, a, in, in southeast Missouri, a little place called Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And everybody's forgotten about me. Uh, and, and now when you talk about basketball in Poplar Bluff, it's Tyler Hansborough, the two-time <laughs> All-American and player of the year in the ACC at, at uh, excuse me, North wow, Carolina. I almost said yeah, Duke, that's North right. Carolina. His brother played at Notre Dame, really <laughs> hey, good guard. Yeah. His grandfather was my physician growing up. Wow. Took out my tonsils, and uh, can I say hernia? I had a hernia. Yeah. I've still got <laughs> one from seventh grade. I just push it back in. I swear I did. Mm. It's crazy. Oh, man. I, you know what? I had a great childhood. There's something special about growing up in small towns like that, especially when you play sports. You know, those, those little towns, that's, that's pretty much it. They live for it. And so I had a lot of wonderful uh i just had a great support team there and and there was a guy named sam gambaluki that gave us more opportunity than most young men could ever imagine through aau opportunities both in basketball and track and stuff and you know i thought i was from the city steve i thought Paul bluff was a big deal yeah and it is you know um so aau but, was going on back then see that, that AAU, that's wow amazing. No, no, I mean it because because obviously now it's you know the camps and all, I get it, but I don't remember it as well. That's because I wasn't at the level you were at. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so keep going. Yeah, I, not, I, I hey, mean not, all, not all of us got to play AAU, Steve. Yeah, I know. Okay, just keep rubbing it in. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yes, it existed and and it afforded some tremendous opportunities. I wouldn't have met uh, Isaiah and Kiki, and there was a guy. Hey, there was a guy named Tico Brown that played right in that tournament that I, that played at Mississippi state. And there was a, a young man from Monterey, California, a Kiki's teammate that, uh, started as a guard at LSU. You know, this reminds me, I really did lose focus, didn't I? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is good because this is a part of Missouri when you, before you left and came to Nashville and, uh, and before you stiffed, you know, Spoony, and then also is as your dad calls it and every time i'd bring it up to your dad you just look at me and your dad would twitch i mean like it he hadn't gotten over it he still hadn't gotten over it (laughs) what i never made you understand it it is a pretty sore subject he didn't get over it we didn't speak for a couple of years and we mended that fence but it's all good (laughs) so i do want to talk about charlie and then we'll back up if you don't mind and i'll tell you how even through all of those experiences uh Music was introduced to me. Yeah. Speaking of the great one, my father, you know, he was a rock star jock at the powerhouse station there. That's but right. Coach Spoonhauer, Coach Spoonhauer started his coaching career there in that little boot hill of Missouri area. 
And um, so he got an opportunity to see me from the time I was real small, and he was always very kind uh, and encouraging to me. And he always said, I don't care where I'm coaching, and I'm going to be doing this for a long time, young man. He said, I, I want you I want you to participate wherever I might be. And I said, well, you know, that sounds exciting. It's always great to have somebody believe. And, and he stuck to his promises and, and uh, would periodically come in and watch us play and have conversation with me. And one of the funniest men, undoubtedly, that you could ever have the pleasure of sitting and talking to. What a, what a comedic personality but obviously a great basketball coach. There was I grew up, in, as I mentioned then, in Pomper Bluff, there's the great Gene Bess who uh, very graciously wanted me to stay home. But, you know, when, when, you, when it's time to go, it's time to go. But coach Bess literally just retired this year after coaching at uh, Three Rivers Community College since 1971. He did 49 years. He just retired at 85 years old as the winningest coach wow. in college history. He had 1,300 victories. So, uh, and the year that he wanted me to play for him, they went on and won a JUCO national championship. So, you know what? They didn't need me. <laughs> he didn't wow. need me. Spinny. Yeah. Man, so those was those two guys, you know, we all need pats on the back. Those two guys were very kind. I went to Coach Bess's camps a lot. Um, I have to tell your listeners, though, because you wouldn't let it go that I, as you refer to it, I stiffed. Coach Spoonhauer. I had verbally committed to go and play there for him, and then uh, last minute you, you I just didn't out. show and up. You didn't show up. You know, did you just lose the up. desire? I just didn't show up. Did you? I lose? didn't show up and sign up for any classes or anything. I just didn't go. What was the reason you feel? What you were in love? I, I, love was part of my problem. Yeah, yeah. I met a I met a young lady when I was fifteen when I first moved to Tennessee, and uh, you know her quite well. Just a few days ago i uh, celebrated my 37th wedding anniversary with wow. that yeah. young lady she's the best yeah so that was part of it but hey you know what that probably could have waited as you guys have all pointed out <laughs> you could have gone off and you know just you know for me yeah this well, is for I, me I, I don't even know you and i won't, i'm so upset about it back then I know. you know <laughs> well you know, you got Coach Spoonhauer fired up because I took you. You know, to this day, you are yeah. still my favorite male artist of all time. I felt like I know what this town does. For anybody listening that has aspirations of coming to this town, buckle up. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> hey, this is the real deal. It, it, it's ugly at times. It, it can be very mean and disheartening, and, and they try to call you out you know to yeah. get rid of you if at all possible but i took you we had signed a record deal your first record deal yeah. with river north and took you on a midwest tour and we utilized uh my relationship with coach spoonhauer who was coaching at st louis university at the time man i know and making a yeah. run i mean he was da- they were dangerous oh but it, we 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 ended up after that uh, game with some of the top radio guys in the country were right there in St. Louis, some of the most powerful, influential radio stations. And we brought both of them, because why not, right? We brought the competitors and had had everybody at one table yeah. at uh, the restaurant called Spoons. <laughs> and um, That's and a good way to get radio play, not, just FYI. <laughs> That's yeah, good, well, you just it. would not let Coach Spoonhauer forget that I stiffed him. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> how uncomfortable it got 
I couldn't help it, man. I could. I still can't. It's one of those things where I just will never. It hurt me. Still hurts me. <laughs> well, I, if I never apologized, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am now. I know. I know. Sorry, I, know I know. I know. I know. You know what? How much fun did we have on that trip? And Coach Spoonhauer fell in love with you. You were his favorite artist, and he showed that because you got a chance. They had a, a roast. Remember for right. for Charlie. And Bob Costas was the MC that night, and you got to sit on the dais up there with Mr. Costas and all of them, and they were all just mesmerized by you. And, this is before and, hits, uh, and I remember Costas yeah, int- yeah. introducing me, and I remember looking yeah. at you like we I thought we were about to go into the game. You know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Exactly. Wow. Well, I, I will say I will say this about you, man, and and you know we. Backing up to that first record deal, I, I, I had so much confidence in you uh, uh, and the gamer that you are. I knew that I could put you in front of any label executive, and it was game on. And I, I did that with tremendous confidence, and you never, you never disappointed. <laughs> well, I, I love you for that, but I, obviously I've been, you know, as I found out who I was, and then obviously... Obviously, we had a lot of making up to do at that point because the record was odd and you know, the, the experiences I went through. So for people out there, you know, just yeah. because you get a deal and you're making a record, it all right. the stars not only have to line, but you got to make a great record. You got to have somebody there to help you do that if you're not prepared to. And uh, I was right. just in a conundrum. So you write, I, you know, I don't have to be me to a Monday waiting on Joe. All that came later because yeah. I fought because yeah. I had to make I had to do a makeup. I, I couldn't let that be my my epitaph you know what i mean so so that's the competitive side that we both had we're going to take a break in a second but you get to play dj real quick do you want to listen missouri come on you got cheryl crow we we can talk about great artists in that state you're in music city right now great love it miss it every once in a while but mississippi's the birthplace of it all would you like to hear a little (laughs) marty stewart or conway twitty oh i want to hear marty stewart oh he's such a great man we've become Pretty good pals, man, through all this time. I've moved back. Marty Stewart's a great one for sure. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visitmississippi.org, everybody, as we go through these trying times together. And they let us out a little at a time. Stay safe. Keep your hands clean. Uh, You know, do everything you can do. But uh, everything you need to do is right here in Mississippi. Go to visitmississippi.org. We'll be right back. So if I burn my Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm not sure we've even talked about anything yet today, so welcome to our world. I'm with my man, Craig Morris. Incredible friend, mentor, you name it, uh, like a big brother, truthfully, uh, in, in every way. His family was like my family in Nashville. 
Uh, Melanie and Craig, you guys were at the hospital and all our babies. You, you obviously Mel, Mel's a nurse, yeah. but uh, but made us feel so good about having our first, second, and third child and and um, and watching your child, your your children grow up. One John Michael become uh, a sought after actor. Now he's working his tail off. I love it. And then obviously Carrot Top, we call her Carrie, who would yep. who we were all worried about would take on the biggest hill in some little car, and she'd kiss Elmo. The, the little doll and let it fly and then she'd fly straight down like a, a like a downhill skier and we were like oh my gosh anyway with the great memories of that uh you're in the keep mississippi beautiful studio as always and go to visit mississippi.org like i always preach guys so much there the blues trail the country music trail which i'm actually on now which i'm so honored to be on uh but um i, I am the least of the and and the most humble for sure to be on that so craig let's talk about this you go to nashville your dad has gone there. Sort of take me. Uh, let's get away from basketball and get away from all that. And let's all talk right. about music business now. All right, let's do it. Well, I, I grew up around this. My dad was uh, the morning DJ at KWOC there in Pompa Bluff, the boss of the bluff. Later, he became GM. So I spent a lot of time in that studio and in that atmosphere, and I just fell in love with the music he was a, a top 40 station and you know i would go on remotes with him i uh he also broadcast games and i just i had a microphone stuck in my face at a real early age uh and was scared to death by the way i uh, i refused to announce the starting lineup one night at a game and that's a whole nother deal but you know dad had this itch and being the adventurous person that he is, he decided he was going to come and conquer Nashville. So his And he came to Nashville, and he commuted home on weekends. And he did that for, I want to say, more than two years. Well, I had an incredible relationship uh, with him, and that just wasn't working for me. So at 15, somehow I influenced uh, that uh, we would move to tennessee and uh you know it was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to us as a family great place to raise our kids but let me back up and tell you too though before before i did that because i don't want to overlook this you know dad started taking me to studios in memphis and and i was probably only five years old so my first recollection of a studio steve was him cutting a guy named alan reynolds as the artist and i still even at five years old remember the name of that song it was called don't wait till morning comes alan of course went on to be garth brooks producer and they had magic together for how long oh my gosh but i just remember that atmosphere and uh, it was just something that captivated me Uh, i didn't understand how these men could stay up all night like they did i thought why aren't we going to a hotel and going to bed and resting like everybody should <laughs> but they just went all night and my there was a there was a roll of studio padding in the vocal booth where mr reynolds is trying to do his final vocals and i took the liberty to go in there and roll that out right beside him <laughs> and lay down it looked like a kindergarten mat to me yeah and i slept while he did his final vocals. wow so i love it th- th- i love it yeah so that that kind of started things uh, when we first moved to Nashville, it, it was a thing then for 
uh, Nashville producers uh, to go to Muscle Shoals and cut. I got to meet guys like Terry Skinner and Jerry Wallace and Ken Bell that were playing on Dad's sessions, but they were also great songwriters, and they they not only wrote country hits, but they even had pop hits by Air Supply and The Carpenters. And, right, right. And I, I just was mesmerized by being around people with this quick wit. They There just was something very different about them. So even my, my first experience as uh, in the music business was as a record promoter. And I enjoyed that very much, and I was fortunate, very blessed, and had some successes. But it also gave me the opportunity to work with new artists um, uh, that were writing their own material. And I said, wow, this has to be the route that I take. So I, I gave up a 12-year record promotion company to start a publishing company. And it wasn't long after I did that that I met you. Um, and so, you know, again, I, I, for whatever reason, God says, okay, Craig, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to navigate you through this, too. I've been very fortunate, and I appreciate you mentioning earlier, but, you know, I uh, was able to have gold and platinum singles and my music on albums by the likes of Randy Travis and Trick Pony. I, you know, <clears throat> I like to think that I see some of that talent early on in its infancy and that's not always easy that's your thing that is your thing yeah you can you you have an an innate ability to identify i i just think it's a feeling you get i it is i don't i don't know if it's anything you teach or not i I, maybe i mean i guess my schoolroom was all those studios and late hours with with dad and just paying attention you know as much as i like to talk (laughs) i was really quiet and just soaked it all in like a sponge and um yeah i you know that's not the easiest route sometimes but i was adamant that trick pony was something special i worked with them when when they were actually a little band called rebel but i i believed so much in what they were doing i we i started a publishing company with dad and we signed keith burns and ira dean right of later what became trick pony they had a different lead singer a girl named amy dally at the time and we just it was just this really creative time down there on our little office building on it was insane career. don goodman a, the the greatest yeah. one of the greatest people we've ever met in our life aj masters god rest his soul yeah. miss him every day uh me i, I do too uh tommy rocco i mean there was it, yep. i mean it was insane there with ira and and keith and you're right it it was there was something magic happening something magical happening in that little building down there at 1021 16th avenue and and i just remember not having the pressure trying to convince everybody at the time we were just creating and we weren't taking outside influence if that makes sense you know we were just doing what we thought was right we were in our bubble i totally agree with that we were in our bubble yeah and it and it and it took a little while and man when you started coming down there and riding with aj you know i moved aj if you recall here from from california we had threatened for a long time to do something and and i was finally able to convince him it was just time and we had some wonderful things happen together mm. but oh, we, just we, we got a chance to meet you and still to this day some of my favorite cuts are those things that that aj wrote and you recorded um and i still think there's some magic in some of those things oh, like you man. said sometimes it's timing sometimes it's luck sometimes it's uh, a lot of things that influence all of this but right. man you just can't you have to believe 
that you're right. You just have to believe that you're right. You cannot, as I said, I have to reiterate, you cannot let people convince you that you're wrong. Like with Rebel, who became Trick Pony, I just felt in my heart that it was right, that it was special, and we created virtually that album that became their debut at Warner Brothers, Trick Pony. And we did a showcase, and I won't mention the record company. I thought it was going to happen. It didn't, ultimately. But at that showcase, they performed what became two of their three first singles <laughs> from this gold album, and yet they passed. Okay, well, but because people wouldn't give up and believed, uh, I was very blessed right. uh, to, to have some wonderful success from that and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And Well, you're talking about three uh, very, very individual people who are right. all great artists and writers. So you're talking yeah. about you had that formula yeah. and putting it together. Now, keeping it together, yeah. you know, you and I both know, you know, we're friends with all of them. <laughs> we're dear friends. Well, you know, I'm dear friends and like well, you are with all three. <laughs> so and, and, and that's the tough part. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's built like me and my sidekick, Jason, that can live together forever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and Jason right. doesn't even have his I name do. on the band, of course. And he, it, we, we're not a duo, but you know how I, I love him so much. Another Absolutely. another guy that was in your stable that i've that became part of my life i mean and and his talent needed to be showcased and i love putting him out there out front of everything because it just that house was you're right it was a bubble of creativity and we were getting ready to, yeah. to blow up and a lot of us did and we're going to go into a quick break you're in the mississippi minute go to okay. visit mississippi.org check out all the cool cool things you can do right here in the keep mississippi <laughs> beautiful studio with my man my believer Craig Morris, stand by. Folks, Steve Azar here letting you in on the Guarantee Bank Summer Better Sweepstakes when sending money with Zelle. Zelle is a fast, safe, and easy way to send money in minutes to friends, families, and others you trust, no matter where they bank, right from Guarantee Bank's mobile banking app. And now you can win the $5,000 grand prize when making Zelle transactions from June 1st to July 31st. Just download the Guarantee Bank mobile app to send money with Zelle at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Visit gbtonline.com forward slash Zelle dash sweepstakes for more info and rules. No purchase, account, or Zelle necessary to enter to win. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We have rolled down a Mississippi Minute. I'm not sure we've talked about anything except for personal stuff. But Craig Morris is in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. He is a beautiful man, beautiful soul, dear friend. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the cool things that you can do right here. Awesome, wonderful trips, culture, history. We got it all right here. Uh, Craig, we're going to wind down. We got we don't have much left on the clock. Um, you know, your, your first bit of success, you know, the, was it the Randy Travis thing? What was your first hit? As a publisher, it absolutely was the Randy Travis, um, and we probably don't have time to go into all of that story. I'll be forever grateful. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, typical, typical of 
relationships in this in anything really, but in particular in this music business. But I had a high school friend that worked with Randy uh, and Lib, and and that's how we got an opportunity to have that song heard. And here's one for you. Daryl Singletary did the demo for <laughs> wow. an old pair of shoes. Old and pair of shoes. If you'll, re- if you'll remind me, I'll try to find you a copy of that. Wow. Uh, Daryl was one of my favorite country singers of all time and just a precious young man. You yeah. know? Well, which which, which we've terrible. lost as well. So, I mean, another, yeah. another so, great one. Yeah. My wife drew the line. At, I was so grateful to Randy, and I was so excited about what had happened, and it was A.J.'s first hit. He went on to many others, but... Uh, it's it's just a unique time, and it's it's a, it's a feeling that you hope everybody gets an opportunity in this business when they're pursuing dreams to 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 feel. It, you you just yeah you know what yeah, it feels it's like, a heck and, of a feeling. and you can't you can't describe it. You know, and the but, first time you hear one of your songs uh, on the radio. It, 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 you'll drive off the road if you're not careful. You know, you know with so, me, I was never settled, though. You know, and it's almost yeah. like I was looking, okay, i got to get what's next. I don't know if I ever appreciated yeah. the, the feeling because uh, I was I knew that I had to work really hard to continue, I think. And uh, yeah. for some reason, I don't know, the journey. I, looking back, I really enjoyed the journey. But I think while I was in it, yeah. I don't think I did. <laughs> you know, so I, I think well, I enjoyed it more than I did. You know, so uh, well. Here's why, though, Steve, and and I and I had to learn this because with success, it's like getting on this escalator and somebody uh, uh, hitting a turbo button or something. It all moves so fast when it comes. Everybody wants to to uh, uh, just migrate toward that, and uh, everybody pulls at you and wants your time, and you don't get an opportunity to enjoy the moment and i i know exactly what you mean by that and 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 that's what happens with with all of them and i just wish i I just wish that there were classes being taught Uh, i don't know how many of these young artists would pay attention to what's being taught uh because you 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 almost have to experience it don't you to to understand You, you can't even fathom what somebody's trying to tell you about? Well, you got to be you got to be ready. Well, I got to tell you, I was so ecstatic about the, my first hit as a publisher, and and I was so grateful to Randy and his camp, and and what a what a awesome man Randy Travis is, and mm-hmm. and but my wife Melanie drew the line. Craig, listen, wrap it up real quick because our our time on a Mississippi minute uh, is right. is is its own. Um, Mindy McCready and Chesney and Singletary yeah. and Travis and uh, I'm pretty sure changed my mind, right? AJ, you guys didn't you pub? Did you publish well, it? Well, I, I, no, I I was a big believer in that and kept pushing AJ to make sure that somebody would cut that. But I unfortunately that was not in my camp. I just knew. I just kept telling AJ, "You can't give up on." That I remember song like it was your yeah. song. I mean, that's the beauty of yeah, you. Yeah. Right well, there. hey, I have a tendency, you know, I. Uh, it just is what it is. You know what? I, I love for friends to, to have success, and I celebrate it like it's mine, as you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, that's the magic um, of my guest today, everybody. That's the magic well, of the one that stiff Coach Charlie Spoonhour, who's in heaven right now, <laughs> watching down on us, going like, oh, you wait till you get here. <laughs> he's got Hey, he's got ball in hand and his whistle. He's yeah. got his polo gray shorts, and he's ready to take you on. It's going to happen. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, listen. Well, you know what? 
Go ahead. I assumed that you probably had a cancellation is how I ended up here <laughs> today. But I appreciate no way. very much, and sorry if we rambled. I knew it would happen with you and I. Uh, we need to see each other yeah. sooner than later. Well, we will. And listen, I would have canceled the Pope for you, my man. I mean that. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean that in any bad way. I mean that is that's the bottom line. Uh, thanks for spending a Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org, gang, out there. Uh, short drive. Mississippi's always been that right there. Uh, just amazing things we have to offer. You just dig yourself into the website and you'll see all the amazing uh, times you can have right here. Blessings to you all. You've been in the Keep Mississippi studio. I'm Steve Azar with my pal Craig Morris, music mogul, ex-basketball junior star. I miss him, miss him, miss him. Blessings to you all. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Hey folks, Steve Azar here, letting you in on the Guarantee Bank Summer Better Sweepstakes when sending money with Zelle. Zelle is a fast, safe, and easy way to send money in minutes to friends, families, and others you trust, no matter where they bank, right from Guarantee Bank's mobile banking app. And now you can win the $5,000 grand prize when making Zelle transactions from June 1st to July 31st. Just download the Guarantee Bank mobile app to send money with Zelle at the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Visit gbtonline.com forward slash Zelle dash sweepstakes for more info and rules. No purchase, account, or Zelle necessary to enter to win. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.